Hey, everybody. I hope everybody is staying home, staying warm, staying healthy, staying happy, staying calm. And okay with being still and having faith and knowing that everything will work out as long as we all band together and stay home. So I'm going on probably my fifth night of no sleep. And it's not because I'm stressed, it's just physical health stuff. So I figured, hmm, what better time than to give everybody a bit of an update on my health situation, because I haven't really talked about it at all since my first couple of episodes. Uh, Purposefully, I don't like uh, bringing it up all the time, because that's... Not the way I choose to live. I choose to stay positive. So talking about all of my debilitating health issues all of the time that are invisible isn't the way I choose to uh, use my brain energy. The little bit of it that I have despite the brain fog. So I haven't had any sleep because I... Since the last time I talked about my health was told by my electrophysiologist doctor who helps me manage my postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, he asked me to try going off what and buy migraine medications uh, in hopes that going off of that medication would actually decrease my postural tachycardia uh, symptoms so I did I weaned off it uh, probably in a slower manner than my doctors recommended but the second that medication was out of my system uh, that's actually why I fell at the hockey game i talked about that story my embarrassing moment in uh one of my first episodes i can't remember which one uh so that was the start of my debilitating vertigo and dizziness and about two days after i fell at that hockey game and everybody thought i was uh falling for other reasons because i was at a canadian hockey game I ended up in emergency. I was 90% sure I was having a brain bleed. I had no idea why I was that dizzy. I have never been this dizzy before in my life. Um, I do have four rare vascular brain anomalies. So I was sure that for whatever reason, this was it. This was my time. I didn't even tell my kids where I was going. I just said, oh... My mom's going to drive me to an appointment. You guys got to feed yourselves. And uh, Michael's got to work late. So you're on your own. See you later. 
I stayed super positive because I didn't want them to worry as much as I was worried. And I had my mom rush me in because I didn't dare drive. And uh, if you're one of my friends on Facebook, I remember I didn't even have it in me to alert all of my family and friends because I, I just couldn't even look at a phone barely. But my easiest and most effective way of letting people know I was okay, I was safe, was I did a hospital selfie with an ice pack over my eyes sitting on or lying down on a stretcher. They got me in obviously right away for a CT scan and everything to make sure it wasn't a brain bleed. Hospitals are really good at dealing with me. I never have to wait because everybody else is also scared that I'm having a brain bleed. Good times. So anyway, I got my CT scan and it was not a brain bleed, thank goodness. Um, so they just kind of suggested I go back to my vestibular therapist and uh, figure out what was going on because it seemed a little bit like vertigo and I honestly couldn't figure it out guys for at least another week and I was like oh my goodness this is and really the ER doctors maybe should have helped me figure this out but they didn't because they get a little bit sidetracked at all of my scary health conditions but it was something simple and it was literally a medication change uh Going off that medication just made me completely debilitated. So I was speaking with my neurosurgeon over the phone. He always calls me. He's one of the top neurosurgeons in Calgary, but he's mine and he is wonderful. Uh, Dr. Lowe in Calgary. He works out of the Calio Health uh, Headache Clinic. Highly recommend trying to get in to him. He's amazing. But I was speaking with him over the phone. He does phone uh, house calls on me because I'm one of his he's told me I'm one of his most intelligent patients and dealing with one of the most rare things that he's ever dealt with in his career and uh, he's really there to help me figure this out on this journey um, and I'm so grateful for him so he gave me a call and I kind of let him know what was going on and that I was concerned and he said uh, Teddy, you know that that medication that your other doctor wants you to go off, it's very unknown by doctors, but that medication wasn't just for migraine pain prevention, it's also got anti-vertigo properties to it. So I was like, oh my goodness. So I'm not dying. I could not figure out why I couldn't drive and why I felt so awful. And I was just trying to put on a brave face. My husband obviously knew. My kids sort of knew because <laughs> they were having to do a lot more chores around the house and stuff. But uh, just to be validated and say, oh my goodness, it's because you're trying to go off of medication that has anti-vertical properties. If I were you, I would be going back on that. So right away, I went back on half of the dose uh, and was really trying to convince myself, oh, no, half a dose would be fine. And uh, I've been suffering from intense vertigo for probably about a month and a half. Uh, I haven't really been able to leave the house because of that. I've been super nauseous because of it. 
I'm still still suffering from my migraines, which I always have. Um, so I finally have gone back on a couple more uh, back to my regular dose. So now I'm finally comfortable talking about it again because I can at least put a positive spin and be grateful now because if I would have tried to update you before now, it wouldn't be positive and uh, I was feeling super awful. And a lot of my close friends do know that and I've had nothing but an outpouring of love and support. And I really do appreciate that. I appreciate everybody checking up on me and bringing me meals and, you know, taking care of my family any way that people possibly can. And I really appreciate that. So since figuring all of that out, I have gotten a stat, which means as soon as possible, a cervical MRI done to rule out Chiari malformations, which is basically my brainstem falling out, uh, to rule out cervo cervical cranial instability, which means my cervical spine and my neck uh, don't stay put and hold my head up, or atlantioaxial instability, which is the top, top two bones attached to your skull, the atlas and the um, axis they may be unstable and unable to hold my head up so if i do have any of that instability uh the end uh treatment is actually they would cut over my neck and they would fuse my spine together and attach it with a bunch of metal to my skull so we're still waiting on the results for my x-ray but i have had my mri results back and they show i do have some narrowing uh, which causes some pinched nerves in my neck i do have some degeneration in my neck and i do have a torn disc in my neck so um We'll see what the flexion x-rays show, um, hopefully in the next couple of days. Um, my neurosurgeon also booked me in to get a nerve ablation surgery or a nerve ablation procedure done um, next week. Now with all this COVID stuff, so far, it hasn't been cancelled yet, but uh, our city is in a state of emergency right now where pretty much everything is closed down. So we'll see what happens. But I have been getting Botox injections every 12 weeks for migraines, and it's getting to the point now where they aren't even effective. I've been getting them and taking medications daily, and I still do get debilitating migraines. Uh, on a regular basis so we're gonna try this nerve block or this nerve ablation procedure um, if you're squeamish you might not want to listen to this part but they will basically stick a huge needle in my neck uh, numb my nerve now how they find the nerve I'm still unsure if they use a camera or if they use ultrasound because um, I haven't had it done yet different doctors uh, do the procedure differently 
So they will put an analgesic in first, kind of numb my occipital nerves or whichever nerves they feel are being pinched in my neck. It could be a couple of different ones. It could be the vagal one. It could be the trigeminal one. Most definitely for me, I know it's the occipital ones um, on either side of my neck. Um, so they put in a one big needle to numb it and then they do another big needle to inject steroids into it. It's pretty invasive. Uh, a lot of people can't even handle it or are too scared to get it done. Um, I'm trying not to be fearful of all of that because I'm used to the little tiny Botox needles. They do like a million of them every three months on me all over my head and my face and my neck and my shoulders just as, uh, as per the migraine, migraine protocol for Botox. But uh, this one's a little bit more uh, intense. So I'm definitely considering myself a Wonder Woman because I'm going to have to probably get this done now every month. <laughs> Good times. Um, and possibly wait for a neck fusion surgery, uh, which also may alleviate my postural tachycardia, believe it or not. So anyways, we'll see what's up with all of that. But that is, I think, most of my updates on my health. Um, my brain abnormalities are still there. So far, they're not bleeding. I probably need to get uh, some vascular tree imaging done which would be a scan of my entire body to see if I have any aneurysms or um, weaknesses in any of my arteries or my main uh, aortic artery that stems all the way down my body because uh, that would be fatal for me so that's on the list of things to do at the same time it's like do i really want to know <laughs> where the ticking time bombs in my body might be not really but that's the responsible thing to do um i'll also need to make sure i get taya in to see the same geneticist that i will see because between us i would not be surprised if she has all of the same uh, health concerns that I do because a lot of it is genetic so I haven't really let her know that yet so I'd appreciate everybody's confidentiality and respect and dignity on that one for her sake she's 10 years old she doesn't need to have the fears of dying at any moment that I've had to come to accept um so yeah, that's kind of where we're at as far as health goes. So that took me long enough to talk about. So stay warm. It's cold in Calgary too. Hopefully that'll convince more people to even stay, stay in. Cuddle up with your dog or your stuffed animal or your kids or your loved ones. And... Uh, hunker down we're all in this together um tell myself i've gotten really used to staying housebound so it's not really a big deal to me i don't go stir crazy 
but that's because I write books and do podcasts and do freelance writing when I'm up for it or um, help people out with their businesses on the back end of doing bookings and invoicing and what else do I do from home? I keep myself busy. Um, I keep my mind busy. I do a lot of journaling. I It's another superpower I say that I have. Other than my crazy tongue party tricks. And I literally just found out that is another symptom of Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, which I have. I have the vascular type, which is, of course, the most severe, but... There's also a type called the hypermobility Ehlers-Danlos. And um, I also believe that the vascular type have the hypermobile traits as well. And one of those traits is your crazy tongue. Like I have like the world's longest tongue. I can twist it from side to side. I can do all these crazy party tricks. And I totally, oh, a lot of us can touch our tips of our nose or like the tips of our chins uh with our tongues and i guess that's a common symptom of hypermobility Ehlers-Danlos who knew i just thought uh it was a superpower of mine my entire life so anyway um i'm in good spirits get to see my kids today and have them home with me for the week we've got some really fun plans to keep them busy as uh, schools are cancelled so stay tuned I think one of my next episodes will actually be some tips and tricks for anyone that's got young kids at home and you're uh, feeling a little overwhelmed, feeling a little bit stir crazy, wondering if your kids are feeling a little bit anxious with everything going on and feeling a little bit stir crazy um So as an educator who deals with elementary-aged children or students, I've definitely got a few tips and tricks up my sleeve, so hopefully that'll help. But at the same time, guys, if you're feeling anxious and overwhelmed, it's also a really good time right now to not stress over scholastics and academics. Your kids are going to be able to bond with you if you're able to stay home with them. They're going to be able to decompress, learn their own coping mechanisms for stress, whether that's drawing or reading or watching a little bit of TV or whatever it is. Right now, it's okay. So give yourself that permission and give your kids that permission. Um, This is scary times, you know. None of us have dealt with stuff like this before. So give them the benefit of the doubt and give yourself the benefit of the doubt if you need a day to just do nothing and not be a super mom or a super dad or a super babysitter that's okay too so I'll leave it there for today but stay safe wash your hands wash your hands wash your hands and I'll talk to you next time bye bye